Okay, so hey, hello everybody. Welcome to the beginning of our next hour and a half journey into video games and music and sound for video games. This first half hour segment, we're going to be talking about the second edition of Rocksmith, Rocksmith 2014, and I'm here with Nick Bernardi. Hello. Who's going to tell us some of the cool new features in this game and uh, where this game is headed. How many of you guys have played Rocksmith out here before? That was my question. Uh, sorry, did that. I steal your thunder? I'm totally screwed up. Now. I, I, I'm going to let this one go and we're going to move on. <laughs> <laughs> so any guitar players in the house? Cool. Anybody uh, heard of the first Rocksmith? And mo- yeah, okay, so basically the same amount of hands went up. Great. So I don't need to tell you that it's a real guitar and that you can use any guitar in it and that it actually teaches you how to play songs. A lot of people here haven't heard about the first Rocksmith, so I have to go through those things. Sorry to be a broken record. So for those of you who played the first Rocksmith, second one has come leaps and bounds. There's so much more content. There's so much more depth to it. There's no loading. And the two big things is we really opened up the game so that you can practice and play however you want to. We really sculpted it so that if you want to just stop and immediately start practicing, you can do that. If you want to like really focus in on just one little part or maybe just one lesson, we've really fine-tuned it so that you can get around to every place that you want to be. And something that we're going to talk about today, the other very new thing about Rocksmith 2014 is session mode. Yes, session mode. So before we dive into session mode, would you say this is primarily a learning tool at this point, or is this also a game? So all games teach you. If a game didn't teach you how to play, it'd be a pretty shoddy game because you'd never get any better at it. Imagine Tetris where you're stuck on level one because you just haven't learned anything. No one can imagine a game that doesn't teach you. The only difference is instead of doing this, we're doing this. It's very simple. In the first game, we really avoided the word learn. We thought that we didn't want to come off as learning software. We thought if we said, oh, this game teaches you how to play guitar, teach, learn, teach, learn. If we, if we did that, we thought we would really corner ourselves. After coming out with the first game, all the feedback that we got from people was that, no, people bought the game because they wanted to learn. So we don't need to shy away from that. And actually, the main mode in Rocksmith 2014 is called Learn a Song. You just go and it has learn in the title, something I never thought we'd do. And that doesn't turn people away. No, as a matter of fact, I think it attracts more users yeah, to the game does. in a big way. Who would you say are the prime users, uh, people who are really, because you've got a big hardcore fan base, right? Yes. Our fans are insane to the point where we don't actually have to police our Facebook page because they do it for us. We don't have to go through it saying like, no, no, that's not the correct information. Actually, it's this because there are fans who are like, you're so dumb. Like, it's totally this. And like, I can't believe. <laughs> so it's, it's, kind of a, it's kind of great in that way. But the, the, the main, the peak of the audience is actually mid-20s to mid-30s. That's cool. But it, the range is from like 18 to, 18 to late 40s, I think it is. Right. Tons of people who want to learn how to play guitar yes. out there, right? But now, I mean, originally you had songs, you played these songs in the game, and now we've got this whole new thing called session mode. Right. It's really taken this to a whole new interactive level. So, I mean, this is truly interactive and adaptive at the same time. You want to talk about that a little? Yeah, so Rocksmith 2014 has all the same stuff as the first one, right? You still, it still teaches you how to play songs with a dynamic difficulty, still has guitarcade, still has multiplayer, still has tone designer, so you can go through and make all your own tones, this time with licensed gear, like Marshall and Eden, and uh, Epiphone and Orange, which is great. But what we added in this one is called Session Mode. So in Session Mode, you're basically in control of your own reactive band. 
It's not like a click track or a static drum track or anything like that. It's actually a group of musicians who are carefully listening to you and improvise along with you. And the point of this mode, I already hinted at, but it's to teach you how to improvise to go that next step. And you actually can set the difficulty level and talk about what, what the differences are in the difficulty levels and how it's teaching you in that same process. Sure. So when you start playing, session mode actually has like a mission system built in to teach you how to improvise, which is really, really like introducing you to things so that your mind starts working and starts thinking like, oh, I could change scales. I never, I never thought about that. I only knew one scale and that was the blues scale and that's all I ever did. <laughs> Or how to like change the route or thinking about changing tempo or thinking about different dynamic levels. So how, how it actually works is you have, you have instruments and you just start with the drum set. That's the first thing. That's the first mission that you do. And you just play really softly and the drummer plays with you very softly, right? But if you play louder, the drummer picks up intensity. And this isn't like turning up the volume or anything. Like the drummer listens to how you're playing and actually changes what he does, puts in different riffs, puts in fills, changes sections. He gets influenced by how you play. And that's the real adaptive component to this yeah. that I think is so cool. And similarly, when you hook up a whole band to play with, they change based on how you play, which then influences you. You can't help but be influenced by how they're playing. What you end up having is a two-way street. You have a virtual jam session. So we can talk about it till cows come home, but you, you got to check it out. See yeah. it afterwards. Cause then <laughs> it only takes like 10 seconds of listening to be, Oh, that's what he was talking about. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. But you can actually jam with other people too. Yeah. And they can be at different difficulty levels. Yeah. So it's not like, Oh, you have to be as good as me in order to play with me. Right. right. No, absolutely. So one thing that working, working on Rocksmith is great because it kind of gets, makes me live out my fantasies of what I wanted to do when I was like 15. Like I remember being 15 and picking up guitar and saying, being with my bassist friend and being like, damn it, you know, if only we had a drummer, but we're suburban kids. We can't find a drummer. (laughs) (laughs) It would have been so easy then to just be like, oh, okay, turn on session mode and there's our drummer. So now multiplayer session mode, you can play bass, I can play guitar. We don't need anything else. Also, if you want an organ player, you could put that in. Or maybe a Rhodes player. Or maybe you want a kazoo. Or maybe you want a synthesizer. We have 76 instruments to choose from in the, in the most awesome to wacky and hilarious combinations possible. Right. And then you can also plug in a mic, right? You can yeah, you can plug USB in a microphone, mic. too. Yeah. That's kind of a little hidden secret I found yeah. out about. Uh-huh. And then there's also arcade games now within the context of yes. the game, right? So... Session mode is like the big new addition, but we still do have all the same stuff that we had from the last time, including Guitarcade. Guitarcade is really, really popular. And what, what Guitarcade is, is they are 8-bit style mini games that focus on the individual techniques of learning guitar, right? So we have a game just for learning bends, a game just for learning sustains, a game just for skipping strings, things that, you know, uh, guitar players kind of take for granted at this point, you know? Stuff like moving around the neck. Like the very first mini game you get is called Ducks. And you have, it's like a shooting gallery. And ducks come out off the fretboard and you just jump and shoot the ducks as they get away from you. Something that's like very simple and anyone will pick up right away. They're not intimidated by it. It's like, oh, okay, this isn't a guitar anymore. Nobody's like watching me play music. I don't have to perform for people. This is a controller and I'm shooting ducks. I understand this. (laughs) It's a great way to get to get people started in it because a big thing that you have to 
deal with when making a guitar video game like this, uh, which also speaks to our audience, which is mostly pe- mostly single player people who pick it up to learn for themselves and kind of play on their own. But it's really embarrassing and exposing to play an instrument in front of people, as I'm sure most of you will know. You know, it's 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 hard to get up there and do that, and especially like playing for somebody else. There's there's a lot of emotional hurdles that you have to get over, which is integrated in our game design. Like one of the things that we have for for Learn a Song, which is what made the first one so popular, is dynamic difficulty. So when you start playing, you can start playing on the lowest level. Everybody starts on the lowest level, and then it slowly adapts to you as you're playing. So you get one note right, okay, then it brings you two. You get those two notes right in the same location, then it brings you three. Then it starts switching strings, then it starts changing positions, then it starts moving around. So it's really responding to your playing and and, and ratcheting up the difficulty as you get better with it without having to go in and manually change your difficulty settings. The important thing is, by the time, like, I've demoed the game, like, a million times. Hey, you're pretty good at it when I watch you play. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And always, like, the same, people will always say the same thing of, like, I've never played guitar before, there's no way I can do this, I'm I'm a completely useless human being, I have no physical ability, and I'm tone deaf. It's like, okay, well, let's just try to play this game. That's that's kind of a sum up of what, all anxiety is wrapped into one ball. So would you say they start with a guitarcade at that point? Do you think that's the best entry point? Sometimes you start people with guitarcade, other times I just started people with smoke on the water. There you go. And it's like, okay, but surely you can play this one note. And by the time they're done, they even say to themselves, like, oh, it was, it was awful. It must have sounded awful. It was terrible. It couldn't do anything. It's like, well, look, you you completed half the song. Like, it says you're 50% of the way done. Like, that's an inspiring thing to be like, wait, I played it once and I'm that far. Maybe I could do that again. So there's a bunch of, like, and not just, I mean, that's one of the many emotional hurdles that you have to get over to play guitar, but it's important to design a game to kind of account for that stuff. Whereas, a nor- you know, a normal video game, you don't have to do that. Oh, you can't kill the monster. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> you know, you're going to put the cheat on anyways and be it. <laughs> right. Well, so, so what are some of the new songs that uh, we're going to expect here in this next edition right so there's a lot of it comes with 50 songs right yes now you you've wandered onto the one area where i can never remember what we actually have announced and Uh what we haven't announced so i can tell you that we have alice in chains stone tell you walk this way are you reading it off a list i am reading it off i got a little cheat sheet here yeah yeah we have walk this way by aerosmith we have um knocking on heaven's door by bob dylan we have an, a couple of Oasis songs that don't look back in anger. We have Smashing Pumpkin song, one of the new ones. That's all I remember from right there. And Cherub Rock, if you pre-order too. So, and but, then there's I mean, also th- DLC can, songs, right? You yeah. can download tons of DLC packs. So we have we have upwards of fifty songs on the on Rocksmith Two, the disc. Uh, you can also import your songs from the last one if you had that. So that's another fifty songs. On top of that, we've had two hundred songs for DLC that we've just been constantly making since Rocksmith 1 came out. That's 300 songs. So that's plenty. <laughs> and we're st- still continuing to make DLC. So let, let's talk for a minute a little about the technology behind sure. the game. Now that we have 10 minutes left, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I, I think we've given you guys a good understanding of the gist of the game, but there's some really cool stuff going on behind the scenes. There right? is, and if you, if you catch me afterwards in there, I will not stop rattling on and on about the technology that we put in the game. It's a matter of what kind of technology do you want to talk about? Do you want to talk about the polyphonic note detection that we spent an incredibly long time making? Do you want to talk about all of the tone designer gear that we created for 
from scratch and and the the extent that we went into to actually mimic all these really popular amps but uh the the big technological stuff that we did that's really awesome is all the stuff in session mode and how we made each individual instrument kind of have a personality but still make them malleable all over all these different styles and how we actually baked in the dynamics of them and how we actually made it so that the instruments could respond to you and really react to you and and be intelligent about how they're choosing stuff instead of instead of it just being like, oh, I'm turning up a volume knob, I'm turning down a volume knob. Yeah, and they're not just loops. They're really they're no, being they're very loops, responsive yeah. to your playing. And that, that to me is fascinating how mm-hmm. that works in terms of the responsiveness and adapting to, to your input. And it's like you screw up and then the band kind of starts to fade down a little bit. And, and that's not even going into all of the stuff that we did on the back end of Inside the Game to make the instruments because it is, it is being driven by MIDI, right? So it's very... Very, it was very, very, very important to make them sound real. And when you listen to it, like it sounds like it's on a record. It sounds, it sounds like real musicians playing along with you. Yeah. And there's a lot of interesting things that come along in writing the riffs that actually you have to put in there to make them sound human. Like at first, we made the riffs sound way too virtuosic. And it's like, well, that sounds awesome. But nobody's going to do that. Nobody's that good. And it sounds almost kind of fake. Just like when you listen to like, like really, really, really technical albums, you're like, that almost doesn't sound like guitar anymore. He's way too precise. So we a little humanity. Yeah. We actually ended up putting in like mistakes Uh (laughs) Uh and things were like the band members like play sloppy and they have like squeaking and noises and the, the drummer drops his sticks and the bass player kind of like hits the, you know, like, hits the pickup and stuff like that we put in like all these really human elements so that it makes you feel like you're playing with people because the point is is that you're supposed to be playing with a band that's reacting to you and any band member that you any band that you want because you can swap out swap out instruments and change the tempo and change it however you want so it's really important to kind of capture all of those human elements yeah and so what about the customizable components of this game because you guys did go to great lengths to uh get the algorithms and, and yeah. mimic different amplifier sounds. And um, I know we were talking about this earlier. There was a middleware tool. Weiss was used. And yeah. Was so an integration um, uh, with talking a little bit about the tools uh, we use uh, y, uh, Wise from audio kinetic. So that's a, a third party middleware audio program. So stick we, around. We're going to talk about that more in the next hour too. <laughs> when we started working with them uh, at first, they had a couple plugins, right? They had like some chorus type plugins some some other things, but they didn't have uh, convolution. They didn't have guitar distortions. They didn't have any of the special stuff that we needed to actually mimic the gear. So we worked with them and I actually designed some plugins with them to to mimic all the guitar types of sounds that we would need to do to be able to build all the amps that we did. For there wasn't Rocksmith. isotope a component yeah, yeah. in For, that, right? So that was uh, it was all um, it was all audio kinetic stuff for the first Rocksmith. For the second one, uh, Wise partnered with Isotope, uh, and then we actually started using some of their stuff. So the amps now sound really great. <laughs> the amps in Rocksmith too, I really really love them, and some of our delay pedals just are really, really great sounding. Like the, the types of decays that they have on them and the, like the, how it degrades away mm-hmm. like in this nice, soft kind of analog nature. And the visuals really work great. kind of in tandem with that, I noticed. Like the speaker, the, yes. the sound waves coming off the speakers yes. and the tunnel wave vision that you've got on the screen. So you guys will see it's it really, really hot it's, it's hard to talk it about, looks, but it looks all of your sound in the game is constantly visualized on screen. You see your, the speaker waves constantly coming out. And then when you're actually playing a song, uh, the wall kind of fades away 
away and then you're in front of a crowd as if you're having some kind of acid flashback uh, delusional thing uh, it's wonderful because at first you're like, oh, I'm just playing in front of a wall. And then like seconds later, like without even realizing because you're just focusing on the note track, you're like, oh, my God, I'm in front of a bunch of people <laughs> out of nowhere. But um, so you constantly have your speaker waves being uh, shown on screen. And yeah, when you actually change the gear, I didn't know you noticed that on your own. When you change the gear, like uh, whether you put a echoes or a chorus or, or a distortion on it, it changes how the speaker waves actually react. So it's a constant visualization of your sound. There's, there's a lot of feedback cues in this there game is. because that's really part of the teaching mechanism as well. Yeah. Because it's not necessarily, there's no video camera on you showing, telling you, well, no, you didn't bend it here, right? But it's actually sensing all of the motion that you're putting into your playing. How, how's it doing that? So, yeah, that's, that's getting at something. What, what we really wanted to do with the first one, there wasn't as much visual feedback to what's going on. But with the second one, we wanted to take everything we possibly could, volume, pitch, you know, your, the different techniques that you're using, and actually put it on screen, actually do something with it, control something with it. What was the question? <laughs> <laughs> well, how these visual cues are actually I- interpreting the motion and the note you know, picking that you're your you know your guitar chord or if you're bending a string and you're over bending it mm-hmm. how how are they actually you know conveying that information what, what's in, so in between um that? with the sea of information that we get from pitch detection that we've already been using for uh stuff like grabbing the individual techniques the polyphonic detection straight up normal pitch detection doing stuff like palm mute detection and harmonics and stuff like that from, from all this information that we already have it's not too much more of a leap to say like okay Let's start mapping this information we've already mined and put it to other things that are in the space. So like the speaker rings, the, the uh, speed of them mm-hmm. is actually influenced by the, how high notes you're playing. So uh-huh. if you play really high notes, you'll see them go nuts. If you play really low notes, you'll notice that they're like really wafty. Mm-hmm. S- simple stuff like that that you wouldn't expect to have such a huge impact, but really, really does. Yeah, it does. I mean, it it's relates directly to the waveform. Yeah. You know, so the low notes have the big waveforms and the little and ones. And just in like, because we knew this with the first game, that you needed to be able to hear your sound. Because at that time, there were, at that time, like, there were other types of uh, learning software things where they didn't actually project your sound, which we thought was stupid because you need to be able to hear yourself to get better. Otherwise, you're going to go to a friend's house and be like, oh, I know how to play guitar, and just start playing and it sounds terrible. And then be like, oh, I guess I I guess I don't know how to tune the guitar or, or fret or anything. So just like that was like huge for us to be able to actually reproduce the sound and have you hear it um, and have that kind of physical connection to it, we took it a step further with actually connecting visuals to it. The two of those, once you marry them, it's, it's, it really, it's a really immersive experience. Yeah, that makes for a powerful learning tool. Yeah. I'd be interested to see if this gets into schools and people start to use this as a formalized learning tool. Yeah. Because now it's, you know, it's considered a game, but this is really an amazing learning experience. I wish I'd had this when I was coming up. I wish I had that. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got uh, a few minutes left, and I'm just trying to see if there's any questions in the room. Anybody want to ask Nick questions about the, the game? Has anybody gone out and actually played it? Clint, Sure. So I'm curious about the technology. Uh, when, first of all, how it's reading, and what are the parameters of your playing that are being parsed and interpreted? Uh, so, f- for example, if you're digging in more and you're punching out, um, you know, more in, uh, intensity and in, mm-hmm. in, in amplitude, or whether you're speeding up your playing and maybe playing a much more note-intensive lead or something. What What are the parameters that are being parsed out and interpreted? And uh, and in turn, 
what's the technology of the uh, of the virtual band? Is it is it audio segments that get sequenced uh, uh, linearly uh, that that you know? Let me talk about let me, more, let me talk more and about less intense. Or is uh, yeah, because you have five minutes in that one. So, uh, let's get into that. So. Um, what we actually did, I, I made I made a prototype of this uh, long, long ago, and I made one riff, and it was uh, one riff for a drummer. We played along with it. We're like, man, that's cool. Let's make it for the whole band. I'm like, great. That riff took me a week. <laughs> so we hired uh, I hired a bunch of audio composers to actually make all the riffs. And the, the way it's actually done is it's it's written in MIDI, right? But you write like a top level. We have we have six levels of dynamics. You write a top level, which is that's them going full blast, like all, all the bells and whistles out, right? And then you make reductions of there that are just like more chiller versions until you get to the lowest level, which is like, you know, like just basically a hi-hat, nothing else. So for drums, that's very simple, right? Because at that point you're done. And then that, that of course, in the system gets, I mean, I'm making this sound very simple, but in the system it gets stretched over BPM and, and stuff like that. So... That's very simple, but when you start to add um, other instruments, like if you had a guitar, if you had um, a bass, piano, now you need to worry about the pitches. So what I had the guys do is, you know, we we look at some target audio and we focus on like one thing. Like I had one guy um, work on a funk guitar at first. So I'm like, okay, listen to all these bands, listen to all this. We need to make make the, the funk guitar sound like that. So we'd make a bunch of top levels with it sounding like that. But how we do it is it would all be written in uh, one mode, right? It'd all be written in pentatonic minor or, or in some cases, pentatonic major or major. And then we'd actually do, so do the six levels of dynamics, right? And then you'd copy that down. You'd break that out for each mode and so, or for each other scale. Note by note? Note by note on each yeah. Uh-huh. So we did have an algorithm that was able to um, that was able to go through and, and auto transpose it. So it's like, okay, this was in major. Now it's in uh, you know now it's in mixolydian. Now it's in lydian. Now it's in uh, phrygian dominant. All the modes. So yeah, all the modes, mm-hmm. and and not just the modes that you could select too, mm-hmm. like the modes that it could go to. So we don't actually. But this is session mode that you're speaking to, This is session to, mode, right? specifically Very that specifically session yeah. mode, because with the, the actual songs that you play, yeah, you're dealing with a stereo backing track there. Yes, yes. Because you want to hear the part so that you make sure what you're playing is yeah. right or wrong. Right. So very big difference between right. the two. Right. I'm, I'm diving specifically into session mode, right? So what ends up happening... Thank you. What ends up happening is it gets basically based on the, the system that's running in the background, Right. It says like, okay, at this given point, we are going 120, uh, A flat, uh, pentatonic minor. Give me your riffs from that, and I'll stretch them and do whatever else. And then it it ma- remaps things on the fly so that it's it's playing with you constantly. But the riffs that we have in in the game right now, we have 76 instruments, and we have, I think it's like I think it's almost 2,000 riffs. I don't remember exactly the number of MIDI files that that breaks down to. If you do six times uh, the six different uh, difficulty levels, six, too, six right? Dif- yeah, six different dynamic levels. Then across, I think we had 18 modes that it needed to trans- be per- transposed into across the five grooves that we have because we have a bunch of different groove offsets. It's um. The, the number massive. is is roughly it's, eight million. Yeah, and remember though, in the end, 
you're just jamming, man. You're just jamming, and you're having a great time. Yeah, with it, so. in, in the it's end, it's all this just, deep stuff behind uh-huh. there. But so you guys have custom created sample yes. sets and sample banks. Yeah, to trigger. Mm-hmm. Okay, and you, we those, had are, to those do are tied that. to MIDI. How? Pro- what protocol are you using to tie those to the MIDI files? So we actually. Early, early on. My game pro- panelists are asking you these questions here. <laughs> <You're getting> <laughs> <laughs> early, early on, the very first prototype I made, we made it in Wise, and I hacked together the interactive music hierarchy. It was a, it was a for, for those of you who know Wise, it was super hack. Totally worked. Super hack. They're like, they told me that I should not have been able to do that, and they don't know how they're going, how it was able to do that, and now I'm getting the end sign. Ah, I could rattle on forever. But, Anyhow, you know, let's talk cool. right after this. Yeah. So what you got to do is go check it out. Go check it out. Because I was checking it out earlier. It's on the game floor. Thanks a lot, Nick. That was awesome. Yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm.